0: If you love stories splashed with humor, mystery, comedy, adventure, suspense, romance, and supernatural mayhem, then you don't want to miss today's show. We have got an amazing guest today, and Charles is joining us in the studio. Don't go away, we will be right back. If you've just joined us, then welcome to the Writer's Corner live show. If you have not watched the show before, we go live every week this time. And our show is brought to you by BeLive Media, Creative Edge, and StreamYard. So warm welcome whether you're watching us over on Facebook, on YouTube, on LinkedIn, Amazon Live, Twitch, Twitter. Um, Welcome to the show. One of the things that we're very passionate about is helping you level up. Now, since the pandemic, more and more authors have been used, have been going online to promote their book and just to create awareness of their brand. So one of the things we'd like to do is help you level up on how you can appear live. I know that most of the authors go live using their phones and phone cameras are absolutely awesome they worked perfect but here's a quick tip for you i think the natural inclination especially if you go if you're going live on um on instagram for example is to go live on your phone in in um, portrait mode and that's absolutely correct because portrait is great for instagram and TikTok, might i add but if you're going live on any on anywhere else like on facebook or linkedin um, or any of the other platforms turn your phone into landscape mode. It gives you a bigger real estate area to uh, go live into. You can use your hands, be a bit more animated, read your book, um, and you're not having to scramble to find enough space on a tiny little screen um, when you could get a better result going live in landscape. The other quick tip is when you are promoting your work, put your phone, if you are using your phone, put your phone onto a tripod. Any tripod of any kind, um, but stabilize your phone. And the reason you want to do that is it's very difficult to hold your phone in your hand. Um, it'll it'll shake because it's not possible to hold it um, still and people might get seasick and click away. So stabilize your phone when you go live. Those are just some of the quick tips. And if you want to really level up and you're going live on your computer, invest in an external camera or a microphone to level up but let me get my amazing co-host to join me on screen Mary Elizabeth Jackson is an award-winning author um, herself she's also a disabilities advocate a ghostwriter. Um, so do go and check out her work Mary welcome to the show how are you today I think the technology gremlins has gotten to us so <laughs> <laughs> okay I
1: did unmute I did I witnessed myself unmuting so anyways but yeah I'm doing great how are you I am we've had a lot of laughs about technology that we could talk about for a while and we just you know we just keep going and rolling with that's what life's all about and it does bring some chuckles doesn't it um but I'm doing great and I'm so excited to be here and I'm so excited for our, our author now I was planning to wear a uh, I was planning to wear a cowboy hat but the cowboy hat is at college with my daughter so we're just imagining a cowboy hat song with
0: me and coming, so. <laughs> yes i'm absolutely looking forward to chatting to um to anne she's a usa today best-selling author and she writes character-driven award-winning stories splashed with humor mystery comedy adventure suspense romance and supernatural mayhem she says now Anne knows what she's doing because she's got a BA in English with the emphasis on creative writing from the University of Washington. Um, she's also a member of Sisters in Crime and Western Writers of America. So let's invite her to come and join us on the show, shall we? Yes. And Welcome back. I'm saying welcome back because we've had you on the show before. Um, It was delightful to have you on the show. And so um, great to really welcome you back again. How are you doing? Thank you for having me back. And I'm doing well. Made it
2: through August, summer month here in the Southwest US. And that can be pretty crazy with the monsoon season that comes through our areas. So Everything's green outside. You wouldn't know you're in Arizona right now and um, starting to dry out finally. So looking forward to fall. Awesome. Nice. Awesome.
1: Nice, nice. nice. Well, we're just Absolutely. going into
0: summer in my part of the world. yeah. And I, I just always, every single week, I get a kick of how, out of how we are connected um, from all corners of the globe, um, you know through the internet thanks to the internet sometimes it challenges us but most of the time <laughs> it connects us
1: <laughs> right yes and it's hot here we're we're very hot still so um and i am sure Anne has had a tremendously hot one of the hotter summers we can remember probably right well you know interestingly You'd
2: think with Arizona, we would have baked so well, but because we had a really active monsoon season that started in um, late June, uh, and that brings every day, we'll heat up in the morning, and then we'll get rain in the afternoon, and it'll cool us down. Now, we stayed steamy, which you're used to, Mary, but we're not. I mean, I'm used to 10% humidity, and all of a sudden, you know, it's- 80% Eighty percent humidity, and we're just dying. I'm laying on the tile floor, going, "Okay, enough, enough with yeah. this humidity. Get me back right. to dry, right?" But right. we've we've not had last year. We had we hit up here in the mountains, oh, like 111. It was horrible. We're not used to that. This year, we've barely topped 100. So it's been oh. a really weird year for weather and how it's shifting around. The monsoon saved us, I think, from going too
1: hot, like so many did. Yeah, and see, that's where we were. That's where we were for uh, most of June, almost all of July was over 100. And it was just, I mean, we're still asking, where's the summer? Because um, we'd missed it. You can't go outside. You can't go swimming. You can't do anything because it's too hot. You can't send the kids out to play. You know, so we kind of got gypped on a summer this year because it was just way too hot to do anything.
2: You did. It's like a Phoenix. Phoenix summers is there is most of the world's winters. So I I have family and friends down there. And in the summer, they just, they stay inside all the time. But then come fall, winter, spring, they're out all the time. So they switch around in the summer. And that's kind of what you guys got was like a desert summer there. You had to stay Mm -hmm. inside.
0: Yeah, crazy, crazy. Mm. So and those, you know, for, for anyone watching the show today, that's not Familiar with the Jackrabbit um, series? Can you give us just a little bit of an introduction to the series, and and did you plan it, at, you know, to be a series from the get go, or did that sort of happen once you got writing?
2: Well, this this series I started writing in the early two thousands. Believe it or not, um, I kind of. Uh, I had an idea, you know, the first book came to me when I was down in Arizona visiting it at that time. I lived in Washington, the state of Washington, and, uh, I had gone by a huge RV park and on our, our trip through Arizona. And I thought, wow, that is a fun idea, a fun setting for something to happen, you know, mysteries, whatever. And that just kind of sat in my mind. Well, then, uh, I was playing a game of hangman with a friend at off at where I used to work. And, and yes, we weren't working at that point, but uh, you know, she put this thing up on the board and it was um, it was supposed to be the hounds of hounds of the Baskerville. I think it is. Uh, and I said with the letters that were up, I said, dance of the Winnebago's. And she said, what is that? And I said, I don't know, but I think it would make a great title for a book, don't you? And and so using that and this whole idea for a mystery, you know, adventure happening down in the Arizona desert at an RV park started, and that's the Jackrabbit Junction Mystery series. It's it's set in Jackrabbit Junction, where it's a tiny, tiny junction where all there is is there's a bar, um, a gas station, a couple small stores. And an RV park called the Dancing Winnebago's RV Park. And so the whole series is about the Morgan sisters. And the first one, Dance of the Winnebago, stars Claire, uh, the middle sister. And she's come to Arizona with her grandfather and two of his Army vet buddies. Not by choice. Her mother, you know, kind of made her go because her mom's afraid her father, the grandfather's going to pick up a gold digger because the grandfather and his army vet buddies have come to the RV park and set up to have a bunch of, via a chat room, a bunch of ladies come because they're looking for wives. So Claire Morgan is in her mid thirties and she's down there with her grandfather and his buddies and they don't want her there. And she is supposed to try to stop him from finding a gold digger amongst all these um, crazy women coming and going. It's a fun time, wild women, I should say. Um, So that's kind of the setup. And then while she's there trying to fit in, she, she um, finds a bone, a human leg bone and, you know, went out walking the dog and kind of gets started in the mystery because that's Claire. She just kind of is jack of all trades. She's curious. She gets herself going, you know, into stuff like this. And she starts trying to figure out whose leg bone this could be. And so that's kind of the start of the whole series. Um, and then in book two, uh, her sister, Kate, the, the youngest of the three comes down and Kate's the spoiled one. You know, everybody loves, loves Kate. And, and so Claire's, you know, dealing with her mom. Who's also down there then. And, and there's more mysteries. There's more treasures being found. Because it turns out that the RV park used to be owned by a guy named Joe Martino who had a front of an antique business, you know, but really he was a thief of thieves. He would move shipments of stolen goods, but then he'd also steal a little off the top and hide it in the desert for his own retirement. And so then he died uh, about a year before the story, story starts. And his widow has been slowly sinking into debt due to health bills and so here comes Claire and she's curious and there's all these treasures and and so that's kind of the whole gist of the series it's a mixture of mystery and treasure hunt i uh, you know i often think of it as an adventure action adventure kind of thing because we're always out looking for treasures it seems like and and so this, and then in the third book, the oldest sister, Veronica comes down and Veronica has her own problems. She's just recently divorced from a guy who's now in prison, who was laundering for some uh, money for some big, bad, nasty guys. So here comes Ronnie. She's divorced. Her ex is now in prison. And because he has people after them, but they can't get to him, she's the next best thing. So she's got, you know, hitman and all this crazy stuff coming with her. So you throw it all together, and it's a crazy time down there in the Arizona desert, you know, with a lot of fun characters, a lot of humor. That's what this series this series is big on humor. It's more character-driven uh, than, you know, mystery-type-driven stories. This is more about the characters, what they find, and how they get through stuff, and, and the
1: family interactions. I love it. That is it's so inter. Is it? I, I think as a writer, it's really fascinating. Or a creator, what piques our interest to make us want to write something, or create a story, or write a movie, or write a song. It's it's so interesting, right? So people watching is very. It's actually very inspirational to to those of us who are creators, right? Because that's right. where we get our that's where we get a lot of our, our, our meat and not more, not of the bones, but the meat, you know? So it's really kind of fascinating how that happens. Now you have a couple of series and um, do these intertwine with each other? Cause I know sometimes writers and authors do that, uh, but, or they stand alone, you know, does the person need to read the first and the second and, the th- and follow through the series?
2: So I do, I have multiple other series. There's five that I have currently rolling along and they do intertwine. I like to think of it, uh, you know, as you're building a whole world with separate sub little worlds, you know, but you can cross over into each of the others. For example, the Deadwood mystery series, uh, in that world, it stars Violet Parker and Violet Parker grew up in the house next to the Morgan sisters who star in the Jackrabbit series. So they know each other. And the Morgan sisters' cousin, Natalie, is Violet's best friend in the Deadwood series. And Natalie's in the Deadwood series with Violet. So, you know, Natalie will come down. The Morgan sisters will go up. And then I have a dig site mystery series set down in the Yucatan. Uh, And it's different dig sites. It's archaeology, adventure, mystery, supernatural. And one of the stars in that is... Quint Parker, who is the brother of Violet Parker in the Deadwood series. So he'll show up there or, you know, things move around and and you can see crossovers and it's kind of fun. I always enjoy that as a viewer of series or a reader of series when you know someone from another series and here they are showing up on screen. So, yes. And then I have the, the Deadwood Undertaker series that my husband and I write together, which is a prequel um back in the 1870s to the the Deadwood mystery series and because it's supernatural there are a lot of characters that are in both so you'll see someone from back then and then you can see them now maybe they're a ghost maybe they're a supernatural kind of being but you can see them in both series which is is really fun too to see back then what was going on and then present day so i do kind of try to tie everything together to make it more of a fun world. So if you invest in one series and you like it then maybe try another and you might see you'll see some ties and some characters going back and forth, which I think is really fun as a reader. Uh, I enjoy that and a and a viewer of, you know, TV or movie series, I enjoy that too.
0: Very nice and very fast paced. Now, I want to ask you something. Your publishing journey is somewhat or a lot different from most other publishers we've or, or authors we've had on the show over the last four years in that you've actually got your family uh, involved. You co-write with your husband um, and, you know, you've got this whole team going within your family to to get published. Tell us a little bit about that and how that um, has worked for you.
2: So, yeah, we have a, a running kind of joke of anybody new coming into the family, you know, you need a resume to show what's your... What your talents are so we can figure out how superpower? to fit you in <laughs> and what we can, how you can be helpful to the whole family in this. Uh, you know, it started way back when I was, I was trying to get in with, you know, back in the ninety late 90s, early 2000s, trying to get in with some of the um, bigger publishers and hitting walls because I am mixed genre. And, and at that time, they wanted you to be either mystery or romance or thriller, you know, pick a team. Don't be crossing the boundaries so much. Don't don't have forty percent this, you know, thirty and thirty or whatever percentage of the different genres. So, uh, when I, I was rejected um, during a final acquisition with one of the bigger publishers, um, my brother, who has always you know, been an artist, uh, drawing and painting and all kinds of fun stuff. He, he said to me, you know, if, if you're going to do this with your own press, you know, that your own publishing company you'll build or yourself, I would love to try my hand at doing some illustrations and maybe cover art for you. And so that's kind of how that got started. And he is the one, if you look at my covers, most all of them have his cover art. So you can see kind of the similarity, the branding that goes across the different series. Now we do make them different, but you can see, you know, it's, it's his art. Uh, And then my husband who has, Done all parts of the business behind the scenes as well, including graphic artists. So he'll take the original art my brother hand draws or paint, you know, paints, whatever medium he uses. And then my hu- husband will take it and scan it and then do the graphic artwork, all that goes into that. And, um, as well as, like I said, he's co-writing, you know, this other series. He does a lot of, like I said, there's tons of behind the scenes. Anyone who does this um, knows all the background stuff you have to do with technology and different platforms, retail platforms. So there's that. Now, my sister-in-law, my husband's uh, oldest sister, she was always in marketing, um, years back. And so one of the things as we started building, you know, we, we started talking with her as, would you like to try your hand at book marketing and help some more with that? Because this is, there's a lot that goes into marketing. So she was interested and this was years back and has been with us for years as kind of our right hand with so many promo and, you know, uh, ads and all kinds of stuff doing all that work that's marketing related and, and, um, helping out in so many ways. So then, and then I have an oldest sister who um, she had gone to college, accounting and, and different things. And I said, you know, I need help bookkeeping. Uh, a lady who had been doing it when I first started retired, and so my oldest sister came on, and she's she's a bookkeeper as well as she goes to different events and takes the books and and sells them at different events in her area. So. That's just a part of what goes on. I mean, we—it really is a family operation. Our, our kids always help at book signings, of course. Like you know, like they have a choice, but um, they're always very helpful and willing to be there with us. And it's—it's it's just more of a, a family endeavor that we all work together to try to you know build this up. And it's been through that support that you know all this has happened because anybody trying to doing it on your own is crazy. It's so hard. So anyway, that's kind of how the family's all been involved and many, many friends. I have friends that are first draft crew, or they help me with keeping track of story worlds and, and, you know, so many things like that. So it's not, it's not just me. I'm just part of this whole big thing that we've built together.
1: And and it's a blessing. I mean, I, I, I admire you. I know last time that we had you on, it was such an inspiration to hear how everybody's involved because, I mean, I know what it takes to do all this. And it it is a lot. And, you know, there's times I am the only person and it's like, you know, you just go, oh, my gosh, I don't even know how to do this. And how do you be successful right. at it? So you really do need a team and support around you or you at least need support from family, giving you right. that time to write, giving you that time to do this somebody helps out with the cooking or the cleaning or the children or whatever it is. So you can get done what you need to do. Okay. So we want to know, can you tell us about the twisty tortoise tussles, which I love names like that being a children's writer, you know, how did you come up with that? You know, was it intentional or is it just like, one of those creative thoughts that just kind of jumped in your mind?
2: So I like to come up with uh, titles before I write a book. I don't know why, but my brain wants to do that. It always wants the title first. And so when I was thinking about what I wanted to put into this story, I normally have three point of views, you know, each of the sisters, maybe one more, maybe four in, in a story. But I knew I wanted to have five point of views in this story. And that's a lot for a book. Anyone who's, you know, it, to get into the meat of each you know subplot, that's a, that's a lot. So, and I wanted to do it so that, I could twist each of their subplots together and wind them together in different ways, you know, kind of braiding throughout the book and to the end where, boom, you see how this all tied and everything, you know, fun went together and and all that kind of thing. So I knew I kind of wanted to twist things around. And I also wanted, with that many point of views and to keep it moving quickly, I wanted to have... Um, a lot of plot twists going on you know twisting is here twisting is there we're going this way oh we're, t- we're turning this way so twisty was was part of it now tortoise if you look back through my other books dance of the Winne- winnebago's jackrabbit junction jitters the great jackalope stampede the rowdy coyote rumble in cahoots with the prickly pear posse i like to use desert references in the titles Uh, so tortoise, a desert tortoise seemed good because in part, you know, we're plodding along, even though we're twisting, turning and all the craziness, um, the story still plodding along like, you know, kind of the tortoise and, uh, finally tussles because I knew there were going to be tons of events and things going on and tussling in between characters, you know, and I, with each of these books, I like to have kind of a fun, like rumble, like I said, or stampede dance, words in the title that show movement of some port uh, of some some kind so tussles was perfect because we're going to be twisty and tortoise tussles and once i came up with that i also envisioned this whole um twister desert you know d- dust devil in the desert that we have down here that just you'll be driving along and look off to the side of the road and there's a there's a dust devil going just all over and it's crazy they don't follow a path they just kind of go all over and they'll circle back and they'll pick up you know tumbleweed or, or plastic or anything sitting around and, and and it's fun it's it's like watching the child run around you know Kind of so i kind of wanted that feel too with the you know the whole dust devil feel of this whole story so that was all that came together for twisty tortoise tussles
0: that sounds awesome so we're going to take a very very quick break. and when we come back you are watching the writers corner live show and if you could then hold up the, the book so everyone can see that gorgeous cover and um, and I don't know if you are able to just read us a short section out of the book so we'll take a quick break and when we come back we'll get a short glimpse of what's in the book And welcome back to the writer's corner live show and maybe if you could hold up the book i'm going to put you on full screen so we can see that beautiful cover and maybe if you could just read us a page out of the book just so people can get a um an idea of what the book is about um just sort of a, yeah a page or so will be fantastic if you could if oh. you don't mind sharing that with us sure let's see
2: if i can do it without glasses for now <laughs> we'll see how this goes anyway.
0: <laughs> i'm getting old
2: enough now that sometimes that works sometimes it's not i'll just i'll just read a few paragraphs out of the beginning of it okay awesome um <clears throat> so it's it's chapter one monday january 28th in yuccaville arizona i katherine morgan current president in chief officially call to order today's emergency meeting of the prickly pear posse to discuss how best to rid this dusty, sunburnt corner of Choya County, Arizona, of one Deputy Dipbutt, a.k.a. Ernie the Dingleberry Bully, who likes to harass innocent young pregnant women and wrongly throw them in jail. Claire Morgan frowned at her younger sister, who stood at the head of the table in the mule-trained diner with her chin-raised high and her smile wide. Actually, Kate's smile was too wide. Deranged clowns look less creepy. Hold on there, cuckoo Kate. Claire held her hand up to stop this screwball train before it reached bullet speed. She'd been back in Jackrabbit Junction only a day after spending a few weeks in Tucson. She needed some time to catch her breath, for Christ's sake. Why are you President-in-Chief? Kate jammed her hands on her hips, which made her pregnant belly more pronounced under her pink tunic. Her left eye twitched. Dang it, Claire, I warned you about calling me chubby or... I did not say you're crazy, Kate cut in, motioning for Kate to lower her voice before half of the town of Yuccaville came to see what all the commotion was. As it was, they had the attention of several of the lunch eaters scattered around them in spite of the late, great Johnny Nash singing loudly through the overhead speakers about how he could see clearly now that the rain was gone. I said, cuckoo, as in one of those cute slender birds, that were sacred to Hera, the Greek goddess of women in childbirth and family, she explained. Which I would like to add are all the things you should be focusing on at this precious time in your pregnancy, rather than a beady eyed, crooked sheriff's deputy. Claire kept that last line to herself, having been witness multiple times to the wild effects of her sister's flip flopping pregnancy hormones. All it took was one wrong word or look, and Dr. Jekyll morphed into Mr. Hyde, or rather Miss Hyde. Then sanity took the first flight south, and Kate started foaming at the mouth. The wrinkles, li- the wrinkling—I'm sorry—the wrinkles lining Kate's mob, bo- mob boss glare deepened as she looked over at Claire. You are a teller of untruths, Count Fibula, and your trousers have combusted. There, how's that for just a little bit? Sorry, oh, I need that. more coffee to read at this time of the morning here. Apparently,
1: <laughs> my <laughs> lips were like blah blah blah. blah. It's okay. Was I so love thick. it. I, I know I wasn't on camera. We were off, but I was like this. So you drew me in. Oh good. From talk from reading. Yes, yeah, like I could I could I just love it. I love the way you write. It's just amazing. Um and so um anyways, it's just so captivating. So what is next for you? So
2: my husband and I are working on uh, book four of the Deadwood Undertaker series called The Backside of Hades. It's action-packed, um, mixture of some supernatural, mixed with Old West, mixed with a humor and all kinds of fun stuff. It's a wild roller coaster ride. Um, and, and I think the readers are going to just love all this action. And, uh, so that one's coming out next and we hope to have that out in October. And while that's going through that process of coming out, I'll be working on Deadwood Mystery Series number 13. And I have not locked down the title yet, but that is what will come out then next spring.
0: Oh my gosh. So excited. Can't wait. Well, that have is you awesome. Back? Oh my have goodness. Congratulations. Yes. Never a dull moment in your family by the looks of it. And we'll have to book you back onto the writer's corner live show for your next book. <laughs> we'll All right. Like to know more about that. <laughs> oh yeah. That's the backside of Hades is great.
2: Um, yeah. I just like, I can't say enough to everybody. Oh man. It's so fun and action packed and just crazy wild fun times.
1: So it's like basically this past summer, because that's what we called it. It was hotter than Hades. <laughs> it was what, what hotter was than Hades. It? it was like, yeah, this is hotter than the gateway to Hades or something like that. <laughs> that was like a statement up here all summer. So
0: Yes, exactly. Oh, my goodness. So to all our viewers, thank you for joining us live. And if you're catching this on the replay... Um, If you are watching us live right now and you are watching over on Amazon live, all Anne's books are there, including Mm -hmm. the Twisty Tortoise Tussles. There, I got it right. I was practicing that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is a tongue twister. It is. is. Absolutely. Grab a copy of that book. It is available um, on Amazon. And uh, we go live once a week at the same time every week. We've been doing that for over four years and we'd love to see you back on the next show. And thank you so much for your time. Much appreciated. Thank you for sharing um, your latest book with us. And we look forward to inviting you back just as soon as your next book is released Uh, in October, you said, correct? Correct. Yes. Fantastic. we have got to get you on our schedule. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you back next week. Same time, same place with another episode of the Writer's Corner live show.